Welcome to the Maroon and White Audible, featuring your host from MaroonandWhiteNation.com, Justin Strawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Maroon and White Audible. I am your host, Justin Strawn from MaroonandWhiteNation.com. Got a good show lined up for you today. We are recapping a big series win for the Mississippi State baseball team in this episode. We'll get into how Mississippi State was able to take two of three from the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. What I think is going to end up being a really good series win on the NCAA tournament resume and possibly hosting and getting to maybe even if the Bulldogs can have a really good SEC season possibly even being a top eight seed so uh, we're going to break into that we're going to jump into that here in just a little bit but before we do all that let's hear from our sponsor Cherokee Valley hey guys this is Justin Strong from MarinaWhiteNation.com if you're a golfer and you live in the greater Memphis area you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely well why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner, somewhat like me, and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities, no reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, Give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444 or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. Okay, before we get into the actual show, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a programming note for those of you who listen regularly. My plan is to get out five episodes this week. The first three I know I will be getting out. I've got this show this morning that I'm doing that's recapping the baseball series later on today, probably right around lunchtime. I will have another show out for you. Uh, recapping the weekend that was for the basketball teams, both the men's and the women's. I'll focus on the men's team in that show, but I'll have that out for around lunchtime. I'm recording it at the same time that I'm recording this one. I'm going to just just turn around and record um, the recap of this one, the recap of of the basketball weekend right after I do this one on Sunday night. And then on Tuesday morning, I will do a preview of the basketball game against the Missouri Tigers. So I'll get those three in definitely. Won't do any of the midweek games against uh, Mississippi State has coming up against, uh, let's see, who is it? Uh, Jackson State and Southeastern Louisiana. Mississippi State should be able to win those games relatively easily. So I won't be able to get a chance to get those in. And I'm going to have to record in preparation for the Frisco Classic on Wednesday morning. So I'll probably be... Uh, so I won't know the results of at least of that southeastern Louisiana game. Uh, hopefully it should be a win, but I won't know the results of it until uh, before I record in getting prepared for the Frisco Classic this coming weekend. Uh, so my plan is to definitely get out three episodes uh, here at the first part of the week and then to get two more uh, at the end of the week, one on baseball for previewing the Frisco Classic. That will likely come out on Thursday if I get it done, and then we'll preview the big game against Auburn this coming weekend uh, after we see how Mississippi State does against Missouri. At least that's the plan. Uh, like I said, I know I'm going to get the first three out. Uh, I'm not sure about the, those last two, so we'll just kind of wait and see. All right, let's go ahead and get into Mississippi State's big weekend in baseball this past weekend. 
The Bulldogs get a big series win. They take two or three from the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, a Southern Miss team, which is going to be a good team. They're going to probably be in a regional. They're going to probably be in the hosting discussion, even though this weekend is going to take a hit on that potential for them. They really needed this series a lot more than Mississippi State did just because they won't have the same opportunities to drive up their RPI and to drive up their hosting resume like Mississippi State will once they get into conference play. So this is a much bigger loss for Southern Miss than it would have been for Mississippi State. Really good job, though, by Chris Lamonis of making sure that his team was ready to get both of the two, at least two games out of the series because, like I said, it was a bigger it was a bigger weekend for Southern Miss than it was for, for Mississippi State. There's no doubt about that. They needed the series win a lot more than Mississippi State would. Now, it just goes to show that Mississippi State is off to the right track, and I think they're going to be pretty good this year. And I think they're going to be doing it the way I thought they were based off of what we saw this past weekend. They're going to be doing it through their pitching. There's going to be times when this lineup, it's a good lineup, it's a solid lineup, but it's not the type of lineup that just is going to constantly be able to crank out eight or nine runs. They're going to have nights where they're able to do that, but on a consistent basis, they're going to need their pitchers to step up and to kind of carry the load. And we saw them do that this past weekend against Southern Miss. That Southern Miss lineup is a good lineup. It's a really solid lineup. Yeah, we made a lot of fun of Matt Walner over the weekend because he went 0 for 10. But he's a good player. He's a good hitter. He's going to have... He's going to have a good year. Uh, he just went up against some really solid pitching that Mississippi State has, and that's going to be the case for a lot of teams, a lot of teams that can hit the ball really well. They're going to run up against Mississippi State's pitching, and they're going to struggle. Now, there are going to be some times when Mississippi State's pitching struggles a little bit as well, but those are the hopefully those will be the days when the lineup comes to bat and helps bail them out. Mississippi State ends up with a really good series win, like I said earlier. Uh, they end up scoring just a total of 12 runs on the weekend, so they only averaged uh, a total of uh, four runs per game. But they got eight of those on Saturday. They got another four on Sunday. Uh, the big game-winning hit came from Tanner Allen, who is just off to an absolutely monster start this year, having just an incredible start to the 2019 baseball season. As of right now, uh, Tanner Allen's lines are he's hitting 357 like i've always said i'm not a huge fan of batting average but his own base percentage is at 438 his slugging percentage is at 714 that's well over a uh it's almost 11 i think it is 1150 for an uh on base plus slugging percentage uh, he's got 17 RBIs on the year. Mississippi State has 50 RBIs total on the season, uh, and he's got 17 of them. Uh, he does have two home runs. He's got four doubles. He is absolutely crushing the ball, and he got the big hit to walk the game off on Saturday to give Mississippi State the series win. Now, what did they do well? Obviously, it starts with the pitching. Ethan Small pitched one of the best games I've ever seen. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get the win. Uh, it really sucks for him that he wasn't able to do that. Uh, he only, I mean, he just put on an absolute dominant performance on Friday night, but it just, the, the bats just weren't there. I mean, you got to give credit to uh, Walker Powell, who matched him almost pitch per pitch. I mean, he, he, he didn't have quite the impressive line that – uh, Ethan Small had. Ethan Small went seven innings, gave up just the one hit, struck out 13, uh, didn't walk anybody, did hit a batter, uh, did all that in 84 pitches. To get 13 strikeouts and on eight, only on 84 pitches is really impressive. Uh, but Walker Powell was able to go, go with him, right, go right along with him, and the 
Southern Miss bullpen just had was a little bit better than Mississippi State's. Uh, Ryan Ock, he got the win. He went two. He went two and a third innings. Uh, didn't give up any runs. Struck out two. Only gave up two hits. The deciding. Uh, the, what was frustrating about that game is Mississippi State only gave up three hits in that game, uh, but they came at the right time. They gave up three hits. Riley Self, and if there's something you want to be concerned about, let me just go ahead and address this. It's probably Riley Self. He's not gotten off to a great start. Yeah, he didn't get. He wasn't charged with the run, and he wasn't charged with the loss on Friday. But it was him who got who gave up the hit that allowed Southern Miss to win that game. And he didn't fare just particularly well on Sunday when he was brought into the game as well. Uh, Mr. State was up. Th- Three to one in uh, the. I'm trying to think. I think it was the sixth inning when he came in. He came in to close out the sixth inning, and he wasn't able to do. It. He wasn't able to even record a single out. Uh, he had to get pulled. Uh, he gave up the solo home run that ended up tying the game. Let me see. I think it was him that gave up the solo home run that tied the game. Uh, no, no, he didn't give up the solo home run. He gave up the the. He gave up a, a base hit that allowed the tying run to come in. It was uh, Egan who gave up the solo home run. They pulled it. They pulled Egan after the home run was given up, and they turned to Self, who just did, just didn't have very good stuff. I mean, his stats aren't bad. I mean, he's got a a three eighty six ERA, which isn't awful, but they need him to be better than that. Teams are currently hitting four forty four against him. I know it's early. I understand that, but he needs to start kind of getting things uh, righted a little bit quicker here for, for Mississippi State if they're going to have a, a chance to have a really special season this year because they rely on they're going to rely on him quite a bit coming out of the bullpen, and so they they need him to be as productive as he was the past two seasons uh, for the Bulldogs. Now. But other than that, though, like I said, it's going to be the the pitching is going to be there, uh, especially on Fridays and Saturday nights. Ethan Small and JT Ginn appear to be a incredibly potent one-two punch on Friday and Saturday, and getting runs on those two guys is going to be difficult. And if Mississippi State's able to give them enough run support, they're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be really tough to beat, and to get a series away from them. Keegan James. He's going to have up and down days. He had a little bit of an up and down day on Sunday. Uh, Sunday, he only gave up one run. He only went three innings. But the problem was he walked four people. You can't. You just can't walk people in as, at the at that rate. If you're walking one person per inning, that's going to be a problem. I think he. That's just going to be a little bit of a blip on the radar. But the good thing is. When something like that happens, Mississippi State has a good enough bullpen that it's not going to affect them altogether that much. The bullpen was really good with the exception of that one home run that Jack Egan gave up and with the run that Riley Self gave up. Tristan Barlow has come in and has been really dominant in the batters that that we've seen. And let's also give a lot of credit to Jared. I've heard it pronounced both Liebelt and Liebelt. Whatever, however you pronounce his name, he has been really impressive this season. He was awful last year. I mean, every time that he came in, he was like giving up two or three runs per outing. I think he had an ERA over 10 last year, but he has been really good so far. Uh, he's had three appearances. He's gone three and two-thirds innings. He hasn't given up a run. Teams are hitting just 077 against him so far. He struck out four. He's walked just the two batters. Really impressive stuff from him coming into this season so far. And then Cole Gordon, who just impressed us all 
uh, after that horrible outing against Oklahoma last year, he has come in and done it again this year. He is having a really nice season. He does need to cut down the walks. That's probably the one area that he needs to kind of figure out. But he went two innings, uh, gave up three walks, and struck out two. He managed though that those last two innings and got Mississippi State to the ninth inning with a chance to win, and that's exactly what happened. So, like I said, it's going to think come down to the pitching for Mississippi State. As long as they get just enough run support from that lineup, which they don't need a lot, they only need like four or five runs, then they're going to be fine. Uh, this lineup, it's doing, I mean, it's hitting well. They're hitting 279 currently. If you're hitting around 280 to 280 to 300 on the year, is going to be pretty good. The main thing that you really need right now is you've got to figure out what's going to happen with your DH, your second baseman, and you got to figure out what's going to happen with Rowdy Jordan. Rowdy Jordan's gotten off to a really slow start. He was one of the better players on the team last year. He hit the ball pretty much all year long last year, and now he's gotten off to a really slow start. Like I said, he's only hitting 154. Got a, he's on he's got a nice on base percentage of 290. That's okay, considering the fact that he's only hitting 154. So uh, he's drawn a total of five walks. That's good that he's at least finding ways to get on base. But he needs to start hitting. Uh, they they they're really relying on him right now. They've moved him down in the order to around eighth. At second base, you've got Gunnar Halter, who was a pretty highly touted prospect him and Landon Jordan both neither of them are hitting the ball very well they're they're the two second basemen that Mr. State are going to be relying on uh, some uh, Landon Jordan's gotten to start a lot of times uh, at second and Gunnar Halter has been kind of DHing that's not necessarily going to be happening if they continue to both struggle uh, this on Sunday Dustin Skelton got the they gave him a little bit of a rest from catching because he's been hitting the ball so well uh, they went ahead and let him do the DH honors on Sunday. So they've got to figure out a couple of things. They've got to see if some of these guys are just in early season funks or if this is going to be just, you know, some sophomore struggles for like Rowdy Jordan. So there's some other things they have to figure out, but it's off to a really good start. Like I said, Southern Miss is a good team. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be there when the regionals are announced. They should run pretty they should have a pretty easy run through the conference USA just because there's not enough there's just not enough depth in that league to beat those guys. I mean, they could end up winning every single series that they play, and it wouldn't surprise me if they sweep a lot of them. They're, they're a very talented team. And to get that win, I know we had a lot of fun with, on Twitter about it on Saturday, Sunday afternoon after Mississippi State got the series victory. But to get that series win is a big deal for Mississippi State, and it sets them up nicely here in the early portion of the non-conference schedule because you've now got the – uh, Frisco Classic coming up. We'll look at that game. We'll, we'll look at that a little bit later on. Uh, and then you've got a series against Maine in the second weekend in March. And after that, you, you go to Florida and you start your conference schedule. So you need to be you need to start setting yourself up and give yourself a lot of confidence as you're going into Florida. Now, Florida's had some problems of their own, uh, but we'll talk more about that as we get there. But what was looking as a very imposing opening weekend schedule for opening weekend in SEC play isn't looking quite maybe as difficult as it might have once been. So uh, we'll take a look at the Frisco Classic this weekend. Be great if you can win two of those three. Be great if you could also beat Texas Tech. So like I said, though, we'll talk more about that this coming weekend. But for now, I think I'm going to go ahead and shut the show down. Uh, like I said, if you are listening, I will have a show later on this afternoon, probably around lunchtime, that goes over the basketball weekend. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, until next time, Hail State.